Welcome to the Study His Word podcast, brought to you by Fear and the Faith, where we read through the Bible from Genesis to Revelation in just one year. The Bible is full of great wisdom and stories that we can use to better our Christ-like walk every day. Join us on our mission to get one million people to read the Bible cover to cover. Visit studyhisword.com for more info, resources we have available, upcoming projects, and events. All right, we're in Genesis 5. Are you ready for the ride? Woo! This is the book of the generations of Adam. When God created man, he made him in the likeness of God. He created them male and female and blessed them and named them mankind at the time they were created. When Adam had lived 130 years, he became the father of a son in his own likeness, according to his image, and named him Seth. And he became the father of Seth. After he became the father of Seth, Adam lived 800 years and had other sons and daughters. So Adam lived 930 years in all, and he died. When Seth was 105 years old, he became the father of Enosh. Seth lived 807 years after the birth of Enosh, and he had other sons and daughters. So Seth lived 912 years, and he died. When Enosh was 90 years old, he became the father of Kenan. Enosh lived 815 years after the birth of Kenan and had other sons and daughters. And if you all want to live to be like 800, 900 years old, would you really want to? I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I would want to live that long. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> all right. When Kenan was 70 years old, he became the father of, oh, also, I want to let you know, I am um, not a Bible scholar. And I will do my best to pronounce these names as they come out of my mouth. So there's that. This is a fun one. Mahalalel. Mahalalel. Kenan lived 840 years after the birth of Mahalalel and had other sons and daughters. So Kenan lived 910 years and he died. Mahalalel was 65 years old. He became the father of Jared. Mahalalel lived 830 years after the birth of Jared and had other sons and daughters. So Mahalalel lived 895 years and he died. When Jared was 160 years old, he became the father of Enoch. There's Enoch and Enosh. Jared lived 800 years after the birth of Enoch and had other sons and daughters. So Jared lived 962 years and he died. When Enoch was 65 years old, so they're having kids younger now, <laughs> he became the father of Methuselah. Enoch walked with God 300 years after the birth of Methuselah, and he had other sons and daughters. So all the days of Enoch were 365 years. And Enoch walked with God, and he was not, wait, and Enoch walked with God, and he was not found among men because God took him away to be home with him. When Methuselah was 108, 187 years old, he became the father of Lamech. Methuselah lived 782 years after the birth of Lamech and had other sons and daughters. So Methuselah lived 969 years he died. When Lamech was 182 years old, he became the father of a son. He named him Noah, saying, This one shall bring us rest and comfort from our work and from the dreadful toil of our hands because of the ground which the Lord cursed. Lamech lived 595 years after the birth of Noah, and he had other sons and daughters. So all the days of Lamech were 777 years, and he died. 
After Noah was 500 years old, he became the father of Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Now it happened when man began to multiply on the face of the land, and daughters were born to them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men were beautiful and desirable, and they took wives for themselves, whomever they chose and desired. Then the Lord said, My spirit shall not strive and remain with man forever, because he is indeed flesh. Nevertheless, his days shall yet be a hundred and twenty years. There were Nephilim, men of stature, notorious men, on the earth in those days, and also afterward, when the sons of God lived with the daughters of men, and they gave birth to their children. These were the mighty men who were of old, men of renown. The Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great on the earth, and that every imagination or intent of the thoughts of his heart were only evil continually. The Lord regretted that he had made mankind on the earth, and he was deeply grieved in his heart. So the Lord said, I will destroy mankind whom I have created from the surface of the earth, not only man, but the animals and the crawling things and the birds of the air, because it grieves me and I regret that I have made them. But Noah found favor and grace in the eyes of the Lord, these are the records of the generations of Noah. Noah was a righteous man, blameless in his generation. Noah walked with God. Now Noah became the father of three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. <clears throat> the earth was corrupt, absolutely depraved, spiritually and morally putrid. Wow. In God's sight. And the land was filled with violence and lust for power. God looked on the earth and saw how debased and degenerate it was, for all humanity had corrupted their way up in the earth and lost their true direction. God said to Noah, I intend to make an end of all the lives, for through men the land is filled with violence, and behold, I am about to destroy them together with the land. Make yourself an ark, an ark, an ark <laughs> of gopher wood. Make it in the rooms and coat it inside and out with pitch. This is the way you are to make it. The length of the ark shall be 300 cubits, its width 50 cubits, and its height 30 cubits. You shall make a window for the ark and finish it to at least a cubit from the top and set the entry door of the ark in its side and you shall make it with lower, second, and third decks. Okay, I gotta pause really quick. If y'all have never seen the ark encounter in Kentucky, hugely recommend you go. It's unreal. I heard all about it. I went there and they have made it to scale. And it is way bigger than you could possibly ever imagine. Just pulling up, we were like, what is this place? It's unreal. And um, it has all the different rooms, all the animals. It really brings it to life. I was always like, I'm not so sure how they did this arc thing until I went and saw it. It's pretty powerful. For behold, I, even I, will bring a flood of waters on the earth to destroy all of life under the heavens in which there is a breath and spirit of life. Everything that is on the land shall die. But I will establish my covenant with you, and you shall come into the ark, you and your three sons and your wife and your son's wives with you. And every living thing you shall bring two of every kind into the ark to keep them alive with you. They shall be male and female of fowls and birds according to their kind, of animals according to their kind, of every crawling thing of the ground according to its kind. 
Two of every kind shall come to you to keep them alive. Also take with you every kind of food that is edible, and you shall collect and store it, and it shall be food for you and for them. So Noah did this according to all that God commanded him. That is what he did. That was the end of six. Here we go, seven. Then the Lord said to Noah, come into the ark, you with all your household, for you alone I have seen as righteous before me in this generation. Of every clean animal you shall take with you seven pair, the male and his female, and of animals that are not clean, two of each, the male and female. And all, also of the birds of the air, seven pair, the male and female, to keep the offspring alive on the surface of the earth. For in seven days I am going to cause it to rain on the earth for forty days and forty nights, and I will destroy every living thing that I have made from the surface of the earth. So Noah did all that Lord commanded him. Noah was 600 years old when the flood of water came on the earth. Then Noah and his sons and his wife and his son's wives with him entered the ark to escape the flood waters. Of clean animals and animals that are not clean and birds and fowls of everything that crawls on the ground. They came into the ark with Noah two by two, the male and the female, just as God had commanded Noah. And after the seven days, the flood waters came on the earth. In the 600th year of Noah's life, on the 17th day of the second month, on that same day, all the fountains of the great deep burst open, and the windows and floodgates of the heavens were opened. It rained on the earth for 40 days and 40 nights. On the very same day, Noah and Shem and Ham and Japheth, the sons of Noah and Noah's wife, and the three wives of his sons with them entered the ark. They and every animal according to its kind, all the livestock according to their kinds, every moving thing that crawls on the earth according to its kind, and every bird according to its kind, every winged thing of every sort. So they went into the ark with Noah two by two, all living beings in which there was the breath and the spirit of life. Those which entered, male and female of all flesh, entered as God had commanded Noah, and the Lord closed the door behind him. The flood was 40 days and nights on the earth, and the waters increased and lifted up the ark, and it floated high above the land. The waters became mighty and increased greatly on the earth, and the ark floated on the surface of the waters. The waters prevailed so greatly and were so mighty and overwhelming on the earth so that all the high mountains everywhere under the heavens were covered. In fact, the waters became 15 cubits high, and the mountains were covered. All living beings that moved on the earth perished, birds and cattle, wild animals, all things that swarm and crawl on the earth, and all mankind. Everything on the dry land, all in those whose nostrils was breath and spirit of life died. God destroyed every living thing that was on the surface of the earth. Man and animals and crawling things and the birds of the heavens were destroyed from the land. Only Noah and those who were with him in the ark remained alive. The waters covered all of the earth for 150 days. Woo! That was seven. All right, Genesis eight. <clears throat> Maria says, is it to scale? Yeah, it's to scale. It's huge. It's huge. And it has, I think, four or five levels. And it has all the rooms of the animals and everything all laid out according to what it says in the Bible. And they have like animatronic looking animals. Um, I had no idea that there was like almost some dinosaur species animals on the ark. There's so many things. And then they have exhibits, they have videos, and they show everything 
including, I'm sure you all had the same question. Um, what do they do with all the animal poop? <laughs> like, where did all that go? How did they deal with all of that? It's all explained. They even explained how they would let sunlight in. Um, it has all the food storage. It has storage for like flies and bees and all kinds of crazy stuff. It's amazing. When you see it, you're like, oh my gosh, they really did do this. It's really incredible. So, okay. We are now in Genesis 8. Here we go. And God remembered and thought kindly of Noah and every living thing and all the animals that were with him in the ark. And God made a wind blow over the land and the waters receded. Also the fountains of the deep and the windows of the heavens were closed. The rain from the sky was restrained and the waters receded steadily from the earth. At the end of 150 days, the waters had diminished. On the 17th day of the seventh month, the ark came to rest on the mountains of Ararat. And it says in Turkey. I guess that's where Turkey is. The waters continued to decrease until the 10th month. On the first day of the 10th month, the tops of the mountains were seen. At the end of another 40 days, Noah opened the window of the ark, which he had made, and he sent out a raven, which flew here and there until the waters were dried up from the earth. Then Noah went, sent out a dove to see if the water level had fallen below the surface of the land. But the dove found no place on which to rest the sole of her foot, and she returned to him to the ark, for the waters were still on the face of the entire earth. So he reached out his hand and took the dove and brought her into the ark. He waited another seven days and again sent the dove out from the ark. The dove came back to him in the evening and there in her beak was a fresh olive leaf. So Noah knew that the water level had subsided from the earth. Then he waited another seven days and sent out the dove, but she did not return to him again. Now in the 601st year of Noah's life, on the first day of the first month, the waters were drying up from the earth. Then Noah removed the covering of the ark and looked and the surface of the ground was drying. On the 27th day of the second month, the land was entirely dry. And God spoke to Noah saying, go out of the ark, you and your wife and your sons and their wives with their wives with you. Bring out with you every living thing from all flesh, birds and animals and every crawling thing that crawls on the earth, that they may breed abundantly on the earth and be fruitful and multiply on the earth. So Noah went out and his wife and his sons and their wives. Every animal, every crawling thing, every bird, and whatever moves on the land went out by families from the ark. And Noah built an altar to the Lord and took every clean animal and of every clean bird and offered burnt offerings on the altar. The Lord smelled the pleasing aroma, and the Lord said to himself, I will never again curse the ground because of man. For the intent of man's heart is wicked from his youth. And I will never again destroy every living thing as I have done. While the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, and day and night shall not cease. That concludes our reading for the day. Thanks for taking a little bit of your day to listen to the word. We hope today's message really spoke to you. Remember, you can find more resources, connect with us, or sign up to get weekly readings on our website studyhisword.com. Until next time, God bless you and may his light shine upon you.